And for me, when I was really beginning to wake up to this fact in meditation, younger, when I was younger, I realized that that's what I was going through, this war of Armageddon, this war of the good and evil inside of me, that which is of the world, the reflection of L-I-V-E, live, and my soul, that which truly lives forever. And so I began to realize in that meditation when I was in Brighton, bringing back all this memory of who I am in spirit and who I have been in this journey, that we all go through these situations where we experience the battle between the physical form and the spiritual. And I wish I could say that there's a point in time where that just continues to a point and then stops and never is anymore. But as long as you're in the physical form, the body's going to do what it can to keep the soul attracted here, attached here, involved here, so that it can have life. I hope that makes some sense. So in your daily journey, in your daily life, in your meditation, be aware that God is ever-present right now with us and that all we have to do is keep putting God first in all that we do. Keep looking to God first and live God first and realize that there will be a day in that action that we will wake up and know that that God that we are placing as first is the soul within us. That is where we first wake up and know the divine that we are, is in our own soul. And that waking up process is a gradual process. It isn't one that happens overnight. It is one that is a gradual process because it is a gradual process of us realizing the difference between our own soul and our physical form and realizing how it is to live and choose to live more in that which is the divine essence of soul rather than living the essence of the physical form. When we're young, we often find ourselves chasing after whatever the physical form wants, needs, demands. We just chase after it. We beg our parents for it. We go out and find a way to get it. But as we get older, we begin to realize that that push that that physical form has been doing upon us is not really serving us to our betterment. And we begin to take more charge over it. We might do it because that physical form is pushing us to eat, eat, eat. Eat this cake, eat this pie, eat this dessert, eat here, drink that. And we find that it's just a detriment to our body. Or it may be pushing us into other addictive qualities such as the sexual or drugs or alcohol or relationships. And eventually we realize that that isn't serving us either. And somewhere in there we begin to distinguish that there's something beyond this physical form that seems to want to be in charge, that seems to want to have more expression, more experience than just this physical push into this creation. For me, 
that was an awakening moment when I realized that I had a choice. I could either continue listening to the physical body and its instinctual nature, its emotional needs, its mental demands, or I could begin to listen to something very subtle but yet very powerful. And that was the loving essence of God that dwells within all of us, which is the soul. And so as I began to listen to that subtleness, I began to see the difference between these two qualities of the physical form and nature and the spiritual form and nature. And it's where I began to be aware of what is talked about in the Bible as the War of Armageddon. It really is all about the inner spiritual journey. It isn't about the outer existence, the outer world. And if we can begin to realize that when we begin to wake up and walk this inner journey in meditation, in devotion, in loving God, we are going to find that that which is of the physical nature is going to rebel. It's going to create a little bit of a war inside of us to see if it can maintain its authority and power and influence over us and keep the soul distracted from the true source, from its true nature, from its true home, and keep it attracted and distracted back down and out into this creation. And all we have to do when we realize that that is taking place within us is keep looking inward and upward. Keep looking first to God. Put God first in all things. And I have found that when I have had to confront my addictions and those things that run inside of me called my physical form, wanting this, demanding that, if I just put God first in all of it, put God into it, and put my loving into the God that is even calling me into the world to do, that all of a sudden that essence of God that is in the food, that is in the addiction, that is in the world, attracting me, distracting me, all of a sudden that essence of God that is there rises up inside of me and joins with the God within me. And I have power then over that which has been so much something running me, something calling me, something addicting me into the world. And so I remember in this process as I was growing up and going through these experiences and realizing this battle between the good and the evil inside of me, that it was just a game of polarity. And that at first I was making things wrong in the world. I was making this pull, this need of going down and out into the world to be involved in the world, wrong. And that, I found, did not serve me. But the moment I began to love it, to honor it, to appreciate it, and to put God first into it and to find God in that essence that I had judged, I realized the power that resided there. Does that make sense? I hope that I can assist you a little bit in understanding this powerful moment in one's existence when we stand at the door 
and the door opens and we just choose not to enter into it. Because the power of this world is often so strong that it keeps attracting us back into a state of attachment into the world, a sense of unworthiness, a sense of unknowing, unwilling, not loving, whatever you might term it that keeps you from stepping forward in your meditation and in your daily life to live the God in you fully. The soul wants nothing more than to have a full experience here. This isn't a path of denial. This isn't a path of running away from the world. If anything, this is a path of true involvement, of being totally involved in who we are fully and fulfilling what we came here to fulfill. So that when that day comes, we do take the last breath and we do leave this physical body behind and go on, we truly can go on, complete, fulfilled. We have done what we came here to involve ourselves in. We have learned, we have experienced, we have fulfilled, and now we can graduate and move forward. One thing that I also became aware of while we were traveling and sort of came out of this meditation was an awareness of a statement that is taught on this path of sound and light. It has been shared by many different spiritual teachers throughout time. And it is one that has challenged me to a great extent at some times and at a lesser extent at others. And it's that part about the inner and the outer kingdom and understanding just what the inner and the outer kingdom is and how to share it with people more fully. And what my role in my inner kingdom and my outer kingdom is and what my role as a spiritual teacher is with others. There's also a statement that is called, that's your 10%. That's your 10% level. I'm not going to be involved in it. I've heard spiritual teachers in different groups say just that. I've read books on the path of sound and light where they say just that, that that's your 10% level. The 10% level has to do with all of your karmas that you have created in the physical form, in the physical nature, in the physical universe. Emotionally, mentally, unconsciously, imaginationally, physically, all those karmas that you have created is really the 10% level of your beingness. And it is in those realms that the soul comes in to have experience and to learn about its true, creative, loving nature. And it is only by going into that and fully experiencing it, making a lot of mistakes, judging the mistakes, overcoming the mistakes, bringing things into balance, that the soul learns to its fullness what it has come here to fulfill and to learn. And as I was sitting in meditation looking at this, Part of the reason that it came up was because years ago when I was 18 and I began to work with people in counseling, 
I began to work with them not only in the spiritual, but also in the 10% level. I began to work with them to assist them to understand their karmas, their relationships into this world, to give them clarity, to give them understanding, so that they could begin to live their life differently and fulfill a lot of the things that they came in to fulfill in a way that they could call complete and move on into what's next. And I witnessed a lot of people do just that. But I also witnessed a lot of people giving their power away to me, expecting me to do it for them. Not just to share with them, but also to do it for them. And I realized the challenge in doing just what I was doing, sharing with them about this 10% level. But I continued doing it because that was the directive from the Holy Spirit at the time, from the age of 18, to do just that. And so I did. But when I stepped forward in this new action as a spiritual teacher, initiating souls on the path of sound and light, in the awakening, in the divine essence of soul, that action was demonstrated to me as something that will not serve the soul that I am here to initiate and it does not serve the action that I am here now to fulfill. And so in 1999 they asked me to stop doing that type of counseling work and I did to the most part. But it was still a challenge there was still a part of me that really enjoyed assisting people with their 10% level, giving them guidance, giving them understanding, giving them clarity so that they might walk at this level in a different way than they might otherwise. And I've asked Spirit so many times over these last few years, so why? Why can't I still do that? What is this about this that's your 10% level. You take care of that, and I'll work with you in the spirit. And I had something come very, very clearly across, very simply, that answered it for me. The Holy Spirit came in its true essence, not in the form of the radiant, teach, radiant form of the teacher, but in its true essence of the divine loving of God. Similar to what Moses saw on top of the mountain when he witnessed the burning bush. He witnessed the true essence of God at that realm that he was in. And out of that true essence of the Holy Spirit came a voice. And the voice said, So what keys do you hold to give to others? And I said, The keys of initiation. And the Holy Spirit said, And so what keys are those that you hold that are the keys of initiation? And I held up my hand inside in meditation and I said, these keys here that you gave me. And he said, so how many keys are there? And I said, there's five. And the Holy Spirit said, and so what five keys are those that you hold? And I said, they're the keys to the astral, to the causal, to the mental, to the etheric, and to the soul realms. And the Holy Spirit said, exactly. And what key do you not hold? I went, what? What key do I not hold? Is there another one I'm supposed to be holding? And the Holy Spirit said, no. That's it exactly. 
you hold five keys to assist people on those five realms, to give them the authority by which to go into those realms and to work a pathway home to God, to open up that pathway for them to walk from the physical through the astral, causal, mental, etheric, and end of soul. You hold those five keys. So I said, so what other key is there that I'm supposed to be holding? And the Holy Spirit said, you are not supposed to be holding it. They already hold it for themselves. And I said, and what key is that? And he said, that is the key to the physical realm. They hold that. And I said, what is that? What is the key to the physical realm then? Tell me what that is. And the Holy Spirit said, you have talked about it. Brian has talked about it. You keep sharing it over and over and over. Even though it has three qualities, it is one key. It is the action of loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. That is the path of the physical realm. To free yourself of those physical karmas, the physical nature, so that you can walk through consciously this physical realm free and free yourself and liberate the soul from this creation. So I said, so I hold these five keys. Does that mean then I'm only supposed to work with them on those levels, on those realms, and in those natures, and not deal with the physical? And the Holy Spirit said, exactly. You're not here to tell them how to do the physical life, how to solve things in the physical world for them. You're here to give them clarity upon the inner journey, to help them understand that inner walk, to have the devotion to sit down and meditate, to have the devotion to put God first in all that they do, to wake up inside and know the divine that is their soul and to live from there first. You're not here to focus into the physical or to deal with their physical journey and physical problems. You can listen, you can have loving and caring and compassion, but you're not the solution to that. Allow them to have their experience here. Allow them to learn their lessons here. And allow them to understand that they carry the key. They were born with that key. All they have to do now is to live it. And I said, well, how do they start living that key? And the Holy Spirit said, Tell them to stop blaming others. Tell them to stop looking outside themselves for solution and answer. Tell them to start taking responsibility for their thoughts and their feelings, their actions and their reactions. Tell them to start putting God first even in this creation. Tell them to start seeing God first in all that is of this creation and to find God in it. Tell them that they are their own solution, that there is no other answer but what they are knowing of themselves in every given moment. And to live the truth that they are in every given moment. And not to live in the past and not to live in the future because the truth only resides now. So when that completed, 
I realized something most profound. And it's going to be a challenge for me. I know it. Because I know me. There is this part of me that's the great caretaker that can see sometimes the solution for people and wants to hand it out, give it out, share it out, however it might look. There's a part of me that doesn't want to see people struggling and suffering and dealing with the world and not seeing the solution and wanting to offer them the solution. But I also realize that my place, more than ever I realize it now, is to assist you on your inner journey in this walk back home to God. To wake up and know the divine that you are. And that my responsibility with you is just that. It's on the levels of the astral, on the level and realm of causal, mental, etheric, and soul, where those five keys hold the power of authority. That's where I'm to be involved in. And it's not just with me, but with Brian. And it's very interesting because Brian has been ever reminding me over the years that we've been starting to do this, just what I have come to the awareness of for myself. And it's interesting, we don't get it until we get it. And we often don't get it from others. How many times did your parents tell you something? Well, don't do that, you're going to hurt yourself. Don't stay in that relationship. Don't be involved in there. Don't keep that job. And what did we have to do? We had to find out ourselves the truth of all those experiences. Even though people came up and warned us, said, don't get involved, don't do that, don't spend that money. We did it anyway, and then we learned through those experiences the lessons that were there for us. Well, Brian's been a little gentle reminder, ever letting me know just what was said to me back in 99 to stop this action of assisting people on their 10% level and to begin stepping forward and really truly assist them on the realms that the keys relate to. But now it's true for me in a way that it wasn't before. And now I've got an inner knowing that I didn't have before, an inner understanding that I can relate to and live into and also honor your 10% level, your 10% involvement of learning this creation and bringing things into balance. The way that we can assist in that is by helping you to understand more about the imaginational level, the emotional, the mental, the unconscious, so that you begin to handle your life in the physical in a way that is balanced and whole and complete. But those things that are in your life that are difficult, that are challenging, that are mean, that are cruel, that are angry, that are frustrated, that are limiting, that are unwilling, that are whatever they are, that cause you disturbance, pain, separation, anxiety, fear, those are the things that you have created for yourself. When you first came into this level of the universe, the physical universe, as soul, you came in here perfect, whole, complete, 
but you came down here to have experience and to learn lessons. And so, as this perfect being, you began to create in this world to find out what the power of creativity in the physical form is, what the action of loving in the physical form is, and how does it manifest itself, and how does it live itself out, and how do you live it to its fullest experience, positive, negative, and neutral, so that you have the full lesson learned. And that's where we all are involved in this world and why we keep coming back down here to do it. Because we came down here to learn the power of creativity and the power of loving that the soul is. But for many of us, we've created a lot of mud pies and now we don't know what to do with them. We've created a mess and we wonder why we're in this mess. The blessing for me was when I was doing the, the counselings I was doing and assisting people is I could help them to see in the 10% quality where they created the mess, how they created the mess, and maybe even give them understanding through that of how to begin to let go or to clean up the mess and to live their life differently. And so as I was looking at all this and wondering about, well, well what about this mess that they've created? How, how can we assist them in not focusing on the mess, of not staying caught up in the mess, but really begin to clean it up, to balance it out, to bring it to neutrality so that they're free of it and can really focus on God and focus on the inner pathway and go home to God. And the Holy Spirit came back in to me in its true form again and said one thing. And that was, loving God does it all. And so in truth, that's how I can assist you in your 10% level, is ever reminding you. And it's so funny because before I had this awareness, I began really focusing on this one statement and ever saying it over the last few Sundays, God first and God only. And now I understand that that's how I can assist you in the 10% level as well, is to remind you to put God first and God only. Find God in those situations. Find God in the people you're in disturbance with. See them for the soul that they are and love the soul in them. Even if you don't love them in the physical form, even if you don't love them in the actions that they do, love the soul in them. Find God in them and let God in them come more forward in the relationship with you so that that can be transformed. And I know that it does work that way. So that's the one way that I know that we, Brian and I, can assist you at the 10% level is to be ever reminding you of two things, God first and God only, and loving acceptance and forgiveness. And there's probably a part of you that's going, oh my God, how many times are we going to hear this? Well, keep count. Let's find out. I'll put it this way. You're going to hear it until you're doing it. And then once you start doing it, you'll rejoice every time you hear it because you know that other souls are listening. And when they get it and start living it, 
you'll join together in a greater oneness of spiritual family in this creation. How many times, if you've ever had a dog and started to train that dog, did you have to say, sit? No, no, sit, sit, and push their butt down to the floor. And the dog goes, oh, okay. And then you give him a treat, and he goes, oh, that's sit, okay. And then the next time you say sit, and it doesn't, and the next time you say sit, and it doesn't, but you push the butt down, and it starts to sit just as soon as you reach down. And then it looks up and goes, okay, give me my reward. Well, that's kind of how this is. I see God in you, but you respond as dog, the reverse of God. (laughs) The treats we have to give out is loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. The more you hear that, the more you're going to respond and begin to do things in a way that will allow you to live in that loving and acceptance and forgiveness and to allow the essence of that to begin to live into your daily life so that you no longer are caught up in the realm of reversal, the realm of reflection, but rather you are living in the true essence of your own beingness and you're living in the truth rather than in the reflection. You're living in the God that you are and not living as a dog that you think you are, ever looking for somebody to give you a treat, ever looking for somebody to tell you what to do next. Now roll over. Now shake hands. So, more and more now than ever before, I'm going to see God in you first and only that you see God first and only in you and that you see God first and only in all that you look to, whether it be down and out into this creation or inward and upward to the true source of all things, which is God. That's my role. That's my mission. To hold the five keys of the realms of liberation and to initiate those with those five keys that want them and to assist you on that journey. Now, it's interesting, this whole thing of the inner kingdom and the outer kingdom. It's rather confusing when you stop to think about it, or it was for me when I began to look at it. Because to me, when I first looked at it, the inner kingdom looked a lot like being involved in the outer. The 10% level is out here. It seems to be. It seems to be the, the 10% is about these people, about these situations, about this creation. But in truth, it's not. In truth, this is a reflection of the 10% level of this physical body, of this physical form. The truth of this reflection resides in here. Our thoughts, our feelings, our imaginations, our needs, our wants, our demands, our limitations that we have created for ourselves inside, mentally, emotionally, imaginationally, and physically, is reflected from in here out into this world and reflects back to us what resides in here. 
If we want the outer to change, we must go inside and change the inner first. Change our attitudes, change our thoughts, change our feelings, change the way we live inside. And then the outer begins to transform. Brian put it so clearly in the beginning of the talk about transforming the inner and then seeing the outer reflect just that. So the inner kingdom is what we are talking about, about the 10% level. And in truth, that inner kingdom is where you hold the key to that kingdom. You are the Lord and creator of that inner universe, that inner kingdom. And it is for you to handle. It is for you to fulfill, to bring to completion. We hold the keys to the realms beyond that. And we stand at that tenth door, at that spiritual eye center, at that spiritual door, waiting for you to complete a lot of the inner kingdom work as the Lord God of all inside, to bring it into balance, to bring it into completion, and to hold your attention here at the seat of the soul, to allow the essence of soul to come here and to begin to look upward. And then we, as the spiritual teacher, holding these five keys of the astral, causal, mental, etheric, and soul, can take your hand to begin the outer journey, the outer kingdom quest, and to walk with you through those realms to the soul realm and anchor you there and to begin to truly bring the soul home to God from which it came, so shall it return. That's who we are. So it's fine if you call us, if you write us, to share what's going on in the world. But just don't look to us for solution and answer in the world other than the two things we're going to say. God first and God only. And loving acceptance and forgiveness. Apply those in this situation. Apply those in your outer and inner life. And see what might happen. And... If I slip and I forget, I might just start telling you, oh, well, the karma with that situation is, but I'll catch myself somewhere in the discussion. I'll say, and why don't you do a loving and forgiveness and acceptance? And if you hear me do that, realize I just caught myself going back into an old pattern, doing it the old way, and I accepted it, and I I chose to do it differently. And that's all I had to do. And that's all you have to do. In every given moment, in this outer focus, in this inner kingdom, is to ever keep making new choices, new ways of action, not reaction, until you find the thing that brings whatever it is you're dealing with into completion, into fulfillment, into quiet, into neutrality. And then you move to the next thing. And believe me, as long as you're in the physical body, there's always the next. There's always the next. And then you find out what you thought was complete. There's just another level to that as well. As long as you're in a physical form, there's more and more layers to these lessons that are here to be learned, to be experienced. Allow it. I used to get so upset when 
I was growing up, and I thought I had learned a lesson. I thought, oh, God, thank God that's over. You know, and then six months later, it'd be right in my face again. I'd be yelling at God, go, I've done this. Why are you bringing this back in my life again? I'd get so upset, and I'd avoid it, and I'd run away from it, and I'd, I'd keep yelling, running away. I'm done with you. Leave me alone. I'm not doing you anymore. But it'd just come running right after me going, no, 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 you're not done with me yet. There's more to learn. There's more to have fun with. Well, it wasn't fun, but I found out that the easiest way was just to stand there, accept it, and say, what, what part of it I haven't gotten? What do you want to show me that I don't understand? And learn the next layer, next level, next part of the lesson. And then it becomes more fun. And then you begin to see the greater picture. It's through these observations and experiences that we begin to see the greater picture of who we truly are as divine. And all those parts of ourselves come together as a whole. And that's what I'm talking about when I say that as we hold our attention here at the seat of the soul, all that is of the soul that has gotten caught up in the physical form, the physical essence, can now begin to withdraw from the physical and return back to its own true nature. It's bringing all those parts back to itself, to its wholeness, and then we can go home. So I hope that in this sharing that I was clear, that I helped you to understand something. It's funny because when I'm learning something myself, when I'm beginning just to move into the, the fuller part of it and to share it, it takes me a little while to come into the fullest expression of it. But I wanted to go ahead and begin today manifesting, sharing this at a level down here so that I can begin to live into it even more fully and share it at even a greater depth later on. So I think that's it. So thank you all very much. Yeah. And I guess we'll see you all next Sunday.